0: Well, hello, sunshine. Welcome to the JoyCast, episode four, How to Process Emotions. Now, if you haven't listened to episode three yet, please press pause right now and listen to that first. It is a prerequisite to this episode. I'm jumping in after post-production to let you know that there is an audio mistake in this recording, but I'm going to leave it as is because a lot of what I recorded here was unscripted, and I just don't want to re-record it. So have fun listening to the little audio mistake. This episode, How to Process Emotions, might be the most important episode I ever record. Why? Well, because learning to process emotions is my one thing. Have you ever heard someone say that? Like, Or have you ever heard the question, what is the one thing that changed everything for you? This is my one thing. It has changed my entire life. I can't think of anything that has been more impactful to my emotional health or my self-confidence than learning to process my emotions. It's made everything about being human finally make sense to me. In episode three we discovered that other people don't cause our emotions. Emotions come from the thoughts we're having. Now this was really big news to me when I first learned it. I always thought that emotions just came over me like a wave and I honestly had no idea where they came from. I thought that it went like this. I would feel an emotion and then I would have big thoughts. But as it turns out, I had this all backwards. See, first, we have a thought, and then our brains release chemicals into our bodies, and that's where our emotions originate. All of this happens so fast that we often don't even realize that we've had the thought. Yesterday, for instance, somebody flipped me off as I was walking in my neighborhood. There was a man sitting on the front steps of a funeral home, and he looked directly at me and slowly raised his hand in front of his face, and then slowly raised his finger. I mean, I've been flipped off before, like, hasn't everyone? I even remember a particular time in my early 20s, somebody flipped me off while I was on this long road trip in the car. I had no idea what I had done wrong. I hadn't changed lanes, I didn't slam on my brakes, I wasn't speeding. I had no idea why I was getting flipped off. And I was very upset by this bird and the driver's very angry face. I had so much drama about it. I laugh now because, you know, that was younger me. But I remember I really wanted to chase that car down and ask them, like, what, why, you know? What did I do to deserve this? There must be some mistake. I was so upset. I stewed about it for hours. And I couldn't shake it off. And I talked to people about it. I told a lot of people about it. I looked at this as evidence that the world was filled with hateful, nasty people who just want to spread venom. And I could feel that venom inside of me. Do you know what I'm talking about? When you think there's been some injustice towards you and it feels like syrup in your veins. I just hated that I couldn't resolve it. And that this person could just shoot an angry bird at me, and there was nothing I could do about it. I mean, it felt horrible. So back to this man yesterday. He gave me the bird, and I honestly can't possibly guess why. But because I understand now how my brains work how my brain works and how my emotions work, I know that I have some thoughts about that gesture in particular. I have a definition of it in my head, and I think it's a mean thing. I think it means I hate you, right? But I'm the one who gets to decide what it means. So remember the lesson in episode two? We get to decide what everything means. Maybe it means that he was having a really bad day. I don't know. But this time yesterday, 30 years after my road rage bird in my 20s, I was ready for this bird because I'm an emotional adult now and I know I'm in charge of what I think. Therefore, I'm in charge of what I feel. So what I thought was, huh, I wonder what that's all about. And what I felt was confusion. I felt a slight sick feeling in my gut and my eyes kind of opened a little wider when I saw it. But then I just smiled at him and I made the I love you sign. And then he thrust his finger at me even harder and followed me with it as I walked past him. And then I gave him the peace sign and kept walking. And I said, I love you. I'm sending you peace. You know, I started thinking about hate. Um, I see a lot of posts online about hate, you know, hate comments, hate towards others, just hate in general online. And I thought, what if we met every single hate comment with I love you or with peace, I send you peace. I don't know. Maybe it would work. (laughs) But since I had thought about that, when I got this bird yesterday, I just, it occurred to me, just send him some love. And he didn't take my love. He flipped me off even harder, and that's okay. And, you know, as I walked on, my heart was beating fast and I took a few deep breaths. But I started to think about how I have lived most of my life believing that I can cause emotions in other people. This is a very deeply embedded belief in our culture, right? If somebody's shooting a bird at me, I think I did something to deserve that. Or I might think there's something so inherently wrong with me that they have no choice but to give me the finger. But this time, I knew this bird wasn't about me. I've heard that saying a lot through the years, you know, everything isn't about you. But that always seemed like such a contradiction. It sure seems to be about me. This bird was directed at me. The guy wasn't just sitting there with his finger up before I arrived. It seems like I'm the cause of it, right? But no, this is not about me. Whatever made that bird fly was originated in the mind of the person Who flew it? And I can't possibly know what that is. I could take a guess. I can tell myself a story that might make me feel better. Like maybe he's having the worst day of his life. He is sitting on the steps of a funeral home after all. Maybe he just lost someone very special to me. Maybe he hates everyone and everything. Or maybe none of that is true. I really have no idea. I can try soothing myself with stories or I can accept the fact that I just got flipped off and it could stick to me all day and into the rest of my week or it can dissolve into the compost heap of all the other experiences that I really don't want to give my attention to. I just don't like spiraling down into the depths of anger and revenge and all the mental gymnastics of wondering, why is this stranger sending me that message? I've done it before, a hundred times, and it hurts a lot more than just that little sick feeling in my gut. It grows and it grows into this horrible, festering, hot rage that will preoccupy my mind And I just get mad at the world. So there are two parts to managing your emotions. The first part is momentum. So imagine you make a big snowball at the top of a mountain. If you push that snowball down the mountain, it's going to gain a lot of momentum and it's going to become a bigger and bigger ball. And it might even cause an avalanche. But if you step in front of it, way up there at the top of the mountain, you can stop that ball rolling and it's very easy to control. So you always have this option to get in front of it. I felt this bad feeling in my gut when I got flipped off yesterday and I got in front of it. You don't have to let it gain momentum. You can if you want to, And sometimes we really want to get mad or sad or excited. We always have the option to feel our feelings for as long as we want to. Having emotions is not a problem. This is another new-ish concept to my brain. I used to think that negative emotions were for avoiding. I used to think that hard emotions were a problem. If someone else was having bad emotions, I really wanted to fix it. And I wanted to make my own feelings go away so badly, I would quickly go into problem-solving mode. What can I do about this? Well, sunshine, now I know that the only thing we can do is feel it. And that's all. We just want to feel our bad emotions. That's what emotions are for. Feelings are for feeling. And that's all we ever have to do with them. So what does it mean to feel our emotions? I wanna talk you through an exercise so you can see what I mean. Now, if you're driving, don't participate. But if you're somewhere where you can sit down in a comfortable and safe place, I want you to do that. And take some deep breaths and just tune into your body. And then name the emotion. Is it fear, anger, humiliation, frustration? What is the emotion you're feeling? Worry? Resistance? Begin to notice how exactly does this feeling show up in your body? Where is it? And go there with all of your attention. What is the feeling doing? Is it moving around? Is it vibrating? Is it pulsing? Does it have a rhythm? Notice everything you can about the feeling. Does it have weight? Does it have a color? Does it have a temperature? Just go there with all of your attention. You're not thinking about the circumstance or the problem. You're just feeling right now. So breathe and tell yourself, this is what it feels like to have this emotion. And look at you having this emotion, and you're okay. Let that register while you're in this tuned-in state. Breathe again, and ask the feeling, does it have any message for you? Just be still and listen. Breathe again, and when you're ready, you're gonna blink your eyes open and get on with your day. Processing an emotion only takes about 90 seconds. If you're at work, you can go into a, an office or a quiet place. If you have time in your car, a stairwell, Maybe, you know, at home, if you're at home with lots of kids, you can go into your closet or go outside, but take 90 seconds to just register what is going on with this feeling. And it doesn't have to take a long time. Although I do want to say you can feel it as long as you want, but the reason that we process emotion is not to make the feeling go away. We feel them so we can train our brains that these emotions are normal. We feel them so we can grow our capacity for them. We actually can handle any emotion. We're made to handle them. Now, just today, I was tested in this, big time. Just today, I experienced a major trauma trigger from my past. The biggest emotion that I have had so far in this lifetime is hot fire rage. And I don't think it was a mistake that this trigger came today, just as I was about to record this episode. Oh, you think it's easy to just feel your feelings, sunshine? How about this one? Lightning strike. Bam! My body flushed hot. My mind raced into vengeful and hateful thoughts. And I'm just being real with you right now. This is real life. Rage is so powerful and so painful to me. It sends fire to my face into my head, into my stomach. I usually get sick from it. That old familiar IBS returns. Rage is probably the emotion that I most want to avoid in my life. It's the one I'm most afraid of. It's the one I have run from. It's the one that I believe I cannot handle at all. So... Rage came to visit me today, and I practiced what I preach. I sat down to feel it all. There was massive pressure in my head. My cheeks were hot and red. My chest was buzzing. My stomach was hurting. Rage is an all-over body experience for me. I was sweating. I just breathed into it and noticed everything. I breathed again. I could feel my pulse slowing down. I told myself, you're okay with each breath. And after I processed the emotion, I acknowledged the great progress I have made through the coaching tools and the thought work that I have learned. Because You know, just about a year ago, a year and a half ago, me and Rage had a much different relationship. A trauma trigger like that would have left a path of destruction in my day. But today, I experienced a trigger and I had some very strong thoughts about it. And this sent some chemicals flowing into my body. And listen, it felt horrible. It was so, so painful and uncomfortable. But instead of reacting or taking action from this painful and uncomfortable space, I just took it all to my couch and I sat down and I processed it. And look, to be honest, I'm still kind of mad right now while I'm recording this. I still feel the lingering effects of this emotion in my muscles. I feel it in my tissues. I feel it in my head. Later, I'm going to go for a walk and I'm going to take a shower and I know I'm going to wash this off of me and I'll feel so much better. There's lots of constructive ways to shake off negative emotions, right? We're human. We have strong feelings sometimes. This is normal, We are 100% capable of having these feelings. It's how we're made. We're 100% capable of managing our emotions. Knowing this gives you all the power in your life. Knowing what to do with your emotions is so empowering. I really hope you will give this a try. It's taken some time for me to learn That the answer to the question, what do I do, is always, feel it. In learning how to process your big emotions, you are expanding your capacity for all the emotions. And after some time, you'll return to your system's resting state, which is contentment. And just a few levels above contentment is joy. This is the Joycast, after all. And I know today's topic may have been a little heavy, but look, this is so, so powerful. This work has literally brought so much joy to my doorstep. I hope it's going to open your mind and open your heart because you know what happens when we don't process our emotions, when we say, no, no, you're not invited, you're not welcome. I reject you, I resist you, I close my heart to you, you know what happens? We get a really hard heart and we distance ourselves from access to the lovely emotions like joy and kindness and unconditional love, happiness, wellness, thoughtfulness, excitement. There's so much joy and goodness available to us. But when we harden our hearts because we don't want to feel the negative ones, we usually don't feel the good ones either. So that's all I have for you. Thank you so much for being here today. And I'm sending you lots and lots of love and sunshine on this first day of June. Happy Pride Month to all my rainbow friends. And listen, summer is finally here. And I'm signing clients into my 10-week coaching program as we speak. I do have a few spots left. I just finished with a client today. And she was in my spring coaching group. So I'm signing my summer coaching group. And I'm super excited to see who will be in it. And what great work we're going to do. Because this work teaches you tools that you will have for life. And I am going to give you the tools to build the life of your dreams. So you can find a link to set up a free console in my show notes. Or you can visit me at giagidry.com. Love you, sunshine.